Hello everybody and welcome back to my podcast Esme's Country Life. I actually have quite a few different topics to talk about in today's episode. Starting off I'm going to probably talk about the donkeys and a bit of a health update on them because one of them is really poorly at the moment, hasn't been too well so I thought that's very important that I update you all on that and what's happening in the situation. Um, The second thing I thought I'd talk about is um, an update on a photo shoot I recently did with all of the horses and a little sneak preview. Um, Duke was horse of the week he was a very good boy so I'll talk more about that later and last but not least we actually have a guest on the podcast for the very first time which is very exciting so more about that in a bit also before we start I just want to say a huge huge thank you to Team Australia Um, you guys have made the podcast number 11 so thank you so much being yeah top 11 podcast that is crazy still very wild um, especially if the podcast is still quite new um, but yeah thank you so much team australia i know from my like analytics on the channel and things i can see what my like top cities are which when you think about it, it sounds a little bit creepy i can stalk like where most of you are not exactly but i know the top cities of where people watch my content and i know that adelaide sydney and melbourne i kind of like want some of my top cities so um yeah shout out to team australia i last went there back in 2019 i was very kindly like flown over by um, the Adelaide three-day event, which I think is now called the Adelaide Equestrian Festival. Um, I feel like that's like around this sort of time. I don't know when this podcast is going to go out. So by the time it's out, it might actually be the same weekend or it's just been. So um, anyway, those of you who have been or gone, hope you had a lovely time. But anyway, into the podcast now, starting off, thought I would do the donkeys because it's been a bit of a stressful time recently. Um... Also, if you haven't followed my channel for ages and you don't know or didn't know that I have donkeys, uh, the donkeys were technically actually my first ever pet. So my parents had the donkeys before I was born. Um, the Their old house actually came with a bit of land, which is the bit of land that we live on, well, my parents live on now. And actually kind of like basically the way it worked, I say the house kind of came with donkeys. The previous people that lived in the house and moved out that had the land. Um, They had donkeys and they sold a few or they moved a few with them and they had these three left, Bruno, Toby and Willow. I'll try and describe them so you can picture them. So Willow is, um, I know you're not really supposed to call animals white, but I always say Willow's the white one. That's how I tell non-equestrian or non-horsey or non-donkey people um, her colour because it's quite easy to remember. Willow's white, Bruno's brown and then Toby's black or like a really dark bay. So, um, that's kind of their colours. I know that I don't need. I really need to like Google or search if there's like a proper name for like donkey colours because like horses they're all so technical. You don't say like a ginger horse, you say chestnut. But for donkeys, I feel like Bruno literally is just brown. Like he's a brown donkey. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, my parents not horsey, not from a donkey background at all. Um, the previous owners were like, look, we're trying to rehome these donkeys. Can't find a home. Do you mind? us keeping them here for a little bit longer I know you've moved into the house and things um like could you look after them as well my parents like yeah sure and basically the donkeys have been there ever since and nobody's come to pick them up so um we kind of say like my parents just like they couldn't have got rid of them they got so attached to them and started looking after them and that kind of thing so um yeah for some reason my first pet was a donkey which is I feel like if I ever do like a two truths and a lie um 
And if people don't like know who I am and that kind of thing or know that I'm horsey, me saying that my first pet is a donkey is quite a good one. I feel like another one is that I have a fake tooth. That's what I normally say because I do actually have a fake tooth. Um, A lot of people, when I talk about my fake tooth, they often ask like, oh, is it because, you know, I've done something and it's fallen out or that kind of thing. But no, my adult teeth, like I've got baby my adult teeth just never came through after my baby teeth, so just had a gap there, so I had to have braces and things, and then, yeah, got a fake tooth, if you really want to know which one it is, if for my visual um, watchers, listeners, that kind of thing, um, it's this one here. So, there we go. So, if you didn't know that, it goes to show that, hopefully, my orthodontist did quite a good job, if you haven't been able to tell. Um, but, yeah, anyway... Um, Back to the donkeys, as you know from listening to this, this podcast, I'm very good at going off topic. Um, so Bruno has actually been the donkey that's been a little bit unwell. Most of you would probably suspect that it's Willow because Willow does have lots of different health problems in the sense that she's got arthritis, she's um, been lame pretty much her whole life, she's always had problems with her back legs and over the years it's safe to, you know, it's true that they have got worse like her movement and things but um she's on medicine every day and she has been since I was like three I think I remember there was one stage where my parents kind of like had like a little sit down chat with me as like a three four year old and as a very young child to be told that one of your animals is a bit poorly is obviously quite a difficult conversation I don't know if you know with my future children how I you know say that to them but um well I had to have loads of like tests and things done and um she's all good now she's feeling great now she's on her medication but she does struggle a little bit more with movement and things and she has good days and bad days but anyway on to Bruno so um I feel like Bruno hasn't had that many like health complications that you've heard of on the channel and apart from last year he had um to go into surgery and have some teeth removed so um there's that so he doesn't have many teeth I mean all of the donkeys are very very old they're all in somewhere in their 30s which I know like people say donkeys live for donkeys of years which is true they do live longer than horses but still they they're they're getting they're getting on they're getting older and um the first time we kind of realized that something was seriously wrong with with Bruno was actually like obviously check the donkeys every day Bruno seemed fine he seemed his normal self and we went me and my dad went down fed them in the morning that kind of thing and Bruno was um We've actually moved them from which paddock they were. This was back when they were down like the bottom, bottom field, which is near where kind of like the woods are. And um, it's like a really huge field. I think um, in the video where I was talking about the new Lemure spring summer collection, I did like a little video of me giving them their breakfast that morning. Um, So you can kind of see that's the paddock that I'm talking about if you watch videos on my channel. And um, yeah, so the donkeys go in like a little field shelter and um, because the field shelter is a movable one because of planning permission and things, it's on skids. So I w- it's not like a step in to get into it, but you do have to go over like a little plank of wood that's probably like a little few, like a few inches high. It's not very high at all. Um, and for some reason that morning, Bruno was lying kind of half in, half out of the field shelter and he'd like collapsed and he just could not get up. So me and my dad had to kind of like, yoink him up like proper like pick him up and he was really struggling on his feet and I've never seen him ever being like that before so that was a little bit of a shock we managed to get him up he was very kind of like a bit shaky and things and um, obviously from then on we kept a really close eye on him and sort of like a week or two after that he really wasn't the same Um, if he ever 
lied down, we would have to, it would be a two-man job to get him back up again. I think my dad's actually hurt his back a little bit picking him up. So thank you, dad, for helping me pick up my donkey. So um, yeah, there's been a lot of occasions where we've had to pick him up. We knew the other day, though, that he did manage to get up on his own because he was covered in shavings. Um, So we have moved them back to the paddock, which is up next to the orchard, a bit nearer where the sand school is and nearer where my grandparents' house is. So my grandparents have also been keeping an eye on the donkeys as well because they can see them from their like window and things. So if Bruno's ever down and he's struggling to get back up, they can, you know, ring us if we're ever out and about with the horses or you know they can they can keep an eye on them for us very kindly so thank you grandma and granddad um but no so we know the other day that because he was covered in shavings and he was up that he did manage to sort of get up on his own so he is getting a bit stronger um of course after this happened we have had the vet out the vets checked bruno we've talked to our vets all about it and they said there's two reasons why they think that um he's kind of had some issues um the first reason is probably more unlikely at first they were worried it was something to do with his spine and that's why he can't get up or that's why he's struggling with his movement so they thought maybe there could be a tumor on his spine or something like that so that sounds very scary and serious or the um other thing which they think is definitely more likely for why he's struggling is they think he's had some sort of stroke Um, that also probably explains why on donkeys they have something called a dorsal stripe so it's like a little stripe that runs along their back and since Bruno's kind of collapsed a few times we think um, it's gone a little bit more wonky it's not quite where it used to be so um, that's also an indicator that maybe he had a stroke as well so we're keeping a good eye on him he seems fine at the moment there have been like the odd times where um, Toby actually of all donkeys he's been the one that's really kind of I don't know how to describe it but he knows that Bruno's just not quite right obviously like Willow is very affectionate of Bruno and things as well but she's a little bit more off on her own in the paddock she's a little bit slower and can't really keep up with the boys Toby and Bruno they are like the best buds they are inseparable like when Bruno has to go to have has ever gone to hospital to have like his teeth out or um things like that when he had choke Toby has always gone to hospital with him because Toby just has such bad separation anxiety. He cannot be without Bruno at all. Like if he does, like even once when Bruno had to be in a stable on his own to have his teeth done or something at the vets, Toby was screaming. Now Toby can't actually bray properly. Um, He sounds like... I don't know if I'll be able to enter in like an audio clip. I don't know if I have many on my chat on my channel actually of him braying, but he sounds like a donkey with asthma crossed with a screaming goat. So it's like a wheezy kind of scream. Um, so yeah, once when Toby just couldn't see Bruno because he was in a stable and he couldn't see him, he had proper donkey diarrhea. <laughs> oh all over the yard so that goes to show how stressed out Toby gets when Bruno just can't even see him or if something's happening to Bruno and he doesn't know what it is so um the other day I was actually riding in the arena I was schooling Joey and uh, my dad was just kind of like standing by the arena now when the grass gets really long especially this time of year kind of in spring what we do is we let the donkeys go into the orchard because there aren't any leaves on the trees yet so we don't have to worry about the donkeys you know killing all these apple trees and you know eating them 
but also the ground isn't super wet so we don't mind them kind of going in that area they're not going to sort of trash the place um so in the orchard it's a little bit more wild and feral in the sense there's lots of trees bushes brambles that kind of thing so we thought you know what Bruno's got his strength up he's getting a little bit better now there's some really nice luscious grass in there and I think that'd be really good for him to just get like a to get some nice grass basically so we let them in there um they seemed really happy for like a few days that kind of thing at night we would always put them back in their normal paddock we don't like them to be in the orchard during the night just in case anything happens because the donkeys have been known to be escape artists so um and also we can just keep a little better eye on them as well when they're um not in the orchard but anyway um we let them in the orchard for a few hours. I was schooling Joey. My dad was just standing by the arena. So the orchard is next to the arena, if that makes sense. And um, Toby came zooming up to my dad, like screaming. And we were like, oh my gosh, Toby, what is happening? Um, Joey did not care at all that there was a donkey zooming towards the arena that he was riding in. He was quite a chilled guy. So he was just like, oh, Toby's on a rampage like normal <laughs> but um so yeah Toby came up to my dad and we we're like what on earth is going on so obviously first thing we thought was something must have happened with Bruno um and Toby literally came up to my dad prayed in his face screamed in his face and then ran away so I actually like I think a lot of people like they say like oh you're such a donkey it's kind of like an insult or saying someone's like a little bit like stupid or not very clever and that kind of thing but I think I actually think to be fair, I think sometimes the donkeys are a bit more intelligent than the horses. <laughs> but um, So my dad like went running after Toby into the orchard. I was there on Joey being like, let me know what happens. Like I can get off Joey and like come and help if needed. Um, and Bruno had decided to lie down slash, I don't know if he'd collapsed or what, but he was um, a bit tangled in this bramble bush in the orchard. So my dad went... Managed to like get him out, untangle him, that kind of thing. Got him up, and yeah, that was that. Bruno was back on his feet, back in action, and I mean, he still is very much just like in himself. He seems like normal Bruno. He's just a little bit more wobbly on his legs. He's like Jelly Bruno. That's kind of the version of him at the moment. But he's still like his normal self in the sense that he's still quite boisterous and like he doesn't like it if Toby gets too much tension and he doesn't so um I have to make sure that I give Bruno his head scratches because he loves his head scratches so don't worry he's been getting lots of attention lots of head scratches especially as they're all multi at the moment they're so fluffy but Bruno also has a very bad habit of um this has actually reminded me of a really funny story and this is probably one of those awkward stories so um for some reason my donkeys don't like men um every time a man for some reason comes along if that's a photographer that I'm working with or um when my boyfriend first met the donkeys or for some reason they don't like men and we think it's because a lot of the time like I don't think they see my granddad or my dad or my brother as men they see them as food people so um so they're in like the donkeys good books they're like you're a, you're a, you're you're a food person therefore I like you you're not a, a a man like a the vet and the farrier that comes along and does like not so nice things to me, even though it's good for my health. So the donkeys don't, yeah, they basically they they're a little bit suspicious of men. And um, we had a builder come. This was actually ages ago. It was but when we had the new field shelter put in for the donkeys, and I um I'm very good normally at letting 
people know, like, just be careful with the donkeys because if you give one more attention than the other, um, Bruno will come and headbutt you. I think Bruno actually headbutt one of my gra- my grandma's friends once and she was wearing a skirt. So um felt very bad for her because I don't think my grandma um, warned her that Bruno is known for his headbutting. <laughs> but anyway, this... Um, I was with this builder we were like you know proper adult chat about buildery kind of things about what needed to be done for the new field shelter and um I think we just got chatting about what needed doing I either forgot to tell him just keep your eye on this one he's a headbutter or I don't know it just happened like really quickly and Bruno came over and he headbutt the builder right in his private parts which is a very sensitive area and this like proper manly builder was like just standing there and I knew that he was he was in pain he was in dire serious pain but obviously he wanted to try and you know act tough so I could just see him like carry on talking and I'll be like I was I was there just like apologizing so much I was like I am so sorry I am so so sorry like he just he got jealous because the other one was getting attention and he just wanted to you know to make friends with you like that's just what he does and I'm really sorry and I was just it's so embarrassing and this poor builder probably had like a bit of a tear in his eye the poor bloke and um yeah that was a very embarrassing story thanks to Bruno so um yeah he's still his normal self like being a bit boisterous trying to get food off others that kind of thing but he's just a little bit more wobbly so we're going to be keeping an eye on him very closely I mean I keep a really good eye on all my animals but um he's just getting a little bit older now so he seems fine at the moment but um yeah we're just gonna see take each day as it comes and hopefully he'll be all right for a bit longer so now on to Duke being horse of the week now A question I get asked a lot is, do I have a favourite horse? Now, I feel like that's the same thing as a parent saying, do you have a favourite child? You're not allowed to have a favourite horse or child. It's just, it's the law. So um, I actually love all of my horses exactly the same, all for different reasons. However, my family and I have this thing called Horse of the Week, where each week we kind of say who's been Horse of the Week. So for example, if Joey's been really good in a jumping lesson and he's feeling fantastic and he's been really well behaved and Casper's gone and run in the muddiest patch Mickey's gone on a rampage and escaped into the feed room and Duke's I don't know done something silly then maybe Joey would be more likely to be horse of the week or basically a horse that's kind of gone above expectations for whatever scenario so um we had a photo shoot with horse and rider or pony magazine the other day and um it's quite a big day the photo shoot because we kind of have it every year and it's also a big day because the kind of week leading up to it I call it like spring cleaning week slash photo shoot is coming frenzy so um I've done a lot of cleaning recently so I actually power washed and jet washed the whole stables scrubbed them all down um a little top tip of what I've been doing which I feel like is such a it's kind of like a if you've been on the internet on kind of cleaning internet stuff Uh, um, you'll know that a scrub daddy sponge and the pink stuff is a very kind of like overhyped product but 
that is what I managed to use on like the horse's stable door kind of frame. Um, that's where all the that's like the worst part. It's where all the grease is, all the grime, especially as the horse is like slobber all over it. They love to scratch their heads on it. It's just overall disgusting. So that made an absolutely huge difference. Joey also has this spot on um, his stable. I never know what to call it. I like to call it his like stable flap, but that sounds really weird. You know, like this top stable door um, that you kind of like is normally open. His stable flap. That sounds weird. Um, on like <laughs> basically on there, Joey likes to lick it after he's had his dinner. So it's normally when his mouth and his tongue and everywhere is just covered in disgusting Joey food and saliva. And he just licks that spot after every time he's had his food. Don't know what it is. Maybe it tastes tasty for some reason. Maybe he likes to put a bit of food there for later so we can lick it again. Um, but yeah, so that was one bit where I was proper scrubbing. In the end, I think I just painted over the top of some of the food that was just ingrained into the door. So there we go. There's probably some fossilized, well, not fossilized, but you know what I mean. Forever in the stable door will be a bit of Joey's slobber and Joey's food. Um, but no, doing a little touch up on the paint, because I did the stable renovation series on my channel two years ago now. That has flown by. Um, but the paint's actually looking pretty good, all the paintwork and things. It's just odd bits where the horses have chewed stuff or rubbed stuff off or things like that. So it's looking good. It's looking good. Put some hanging baskets up. Jet washed the horse box, cleaned all that, did a bit of a hot wax, so that is looking incredible. Um, probably have some other areas that I need to clean and tidy. I mean, the photo shoot's been and gone, but I do need to have like a spring sort out, like reorganise, like just things like that. It was fine for the photo shoot because they weren't going to go in all my drawers and be like, Esme, your ear bonnets aren't organised in colour coordinated order. Shame on you. Um, but, you know. That's something that I would love to do when I have a little bit more time, reorganise all that kind of stuff. But at the moment, it was kind of like a, oh no, they're coming really soon. How can I make this look, look tidy? I'm just going to put some things in some drawers and nobody will know. I feel like everybody has like a mess drawer or a mess cupboard. Um, we used to have a mess room in our family. It was the spare room. So if you didn't know where something had gone, um, we, we now have a cupboard. We've small, It's gone smaller down into a cupboard. Um, I've also now got a mess cupboard in um, the cottage, but it's not got much mess in. But I know that one day there'll be mess there. So please tell me that we are not the only family where if you don't know where something's gone, it has been tidied away into the mess cupboard. If you're like, oh, I'm sure I left that out there on like the work surface. It's in the mess cupboard. So, um, yeah. How did I even get onto the mess cupboard? Oh, yeah. Tidying for the photo shoot. <laughs> Back to that. Um, so anyway, yeah, all horses. We were like, me and my dad were like, OK, who's, who's going to be horse of the week? Who's going to be? Or like even horse of the photo shoot, we should really say that. Who's going to be horse of the photo shoot? So um, Joey needed a lot of emotional support during the photo shoot. That was mainly my dad's job, very kindly, because Joey is a very jealous horse. He's fine. Like Joey, he's happy, as I said before, if he's got food or attention. Now, if one of the horses is getting attention and he's got food... I think he'll probably want the attention more, actually. So um, I think one, the first horse that we took photos with was Mickey. We took him down to like the bottom of the driveway, took some photos there, and Joey was not happy. That was like the last... La I was like, oh, no, it's going to be Joey, Joey Geddon again or whatever. <laughs> like last time we did something like that, I think it was with Mickey as well. I mean, he doesn't like Mickey being taken away from him. Um, 
well, when we took, we did some photos for like some rugs or something. Joey was in the stable on his own. Mickey, like, you could still see him. It was just a little bit further down the driveway. And that was when Joey kicked a massive hole in his stable door. And we were like, oh my goodness, Joseph, what have you done? So I think this summer we're planning on maybe making that into a window. So um, Joey now has a double aspect stable. Um, no, we did actually board it up, but maybe we can do something with it. I think that would be really good fun. So um, keep pestering me in comments and things and tell me to make Joey's window, because if not, it's one of those things where it's on the long list of things to do, but it's not like a priority. Like I've got other things to do, like edit this week's video and make sure that that's going up and things but um no I would like Joey to have an extra window that sounds quite fancy actually double aspect stable I mean he does have the biggest one which was originally for the donkeys so it's a big old stable um but yeah my dad was basically there with Joey telling him that it was all going to be okay that he was getting attention that he was getting you know Joey definitely gives off youngest child vibes in the sense where um, he does have to be babied quite a lot. When on the other hand, Duke, who is the youngest child, he's literally two. Actually, he's going to be three soon. That is wild. It's going to be three in May, June. Like we say, I always say May, June because they don't know exactly when he was born. They knew he was a few days old when they took him in and that was kind of beginning of June. So they think he was maybe born end of May, end of May, beginning of June. Anyway, um, so he's a proper baby, but he's, you know, he's lived the tough life. He's grown up at World Horse Welfare. He's he was born on a mountainside, abandoned with no mum. Like he is a hardy old boy. Um, so he's not as needy as Joey, I guess you could say. Um, maybe Joey's been brought up with a very soft upbringing. I think definitely the um, family that I got him from, he was like their first homebred that like he'd been in their kitchen. I think he had a friend sheep that used to sleep at the bottom of his stable door. And he's Joey's just a very sociable horse. He is definitely a big extrovert. He loves to have attention from everyone. He loves to be the just the main man. He, yeah, I mean, I think he would be very upset if there was a bigger horse than him that came to the yard and was like the head. I was going to say the lead stallion, but I don't think I'll ever get a stallion because that sounds like a little bit too much for me. But um, obviously there are some very nice stallions out there that I've met, but I am definitely more of a gelding gal. That's one question I always get asked, like, why don't I have any mares? Now, I have had mare lone ponies in the past. I had one called Lola, but and we've got Willow. But because we have geldings and I like to turn them all out together, I know that like some geldings and mares can be fine all turned out, but... I've always I've just found it easier having all one all one thing. Like if I had mares, I'd probably go for all bears. Does that make sense? So I don't have anything against mares. I love mares. I've ridden a lot of mares in my life. I think they're very sweet. Especially my um friend Scarlett, she had a horse called Cookie. She was very I loved Cookie. Anyway, um back <laughs> back to the Joey being well, back to the photo shoot, but back to Joey being babied by my dad. So basically the whole time my dad was joey's emotional support animal or support human should i say um giving him lots of treats and things because we didn't actually take many photos with joey until the end um because when we were writing the shot list and things we weren't too sure for the shoot if like because we were writing this quite a while ago of if i'd be riding joey again what he would be like if he would still be on box rest all that kind of stuff so um he i think he just yeah he just wanted love anyway duke on the other hand like, he was so much better compared to last year's photo shoot. Not that he was bad last time, but, like, he's he's 
become acquired to the YouTube life. Um, he now, you know, understands, like, he's actually very clever. He can hear the click of the camera, like, shutter, and he can hear it, and, that's, and he, like, pops his ears forward. He's like, ooh, what's that sound? And then he's like, ooh, you want to get my good side? Like, Duke is a little poser, actually. And it was, we, he, um... We were taking some photos and hopefully he'll be on the front cover of my annual. And um, we were like, okay, this might not work with Duke. We'll see how it goes. Like, I'd love Duke to be on the cover because he's the only one out of all my horses that hasn't been on the cover yet. And we're like, okay, Duke, this is your moment. This is your time to shine. You go get him, boy. And um, we're like, okay. No, not too much pressure though, because, you know, he's still a baby, still you know a little bit new to this kind of stuff and he was so well behaved he was there literally perfect moment the wind blew it was like we were in some sort of shampoo advert duke has like a really big um fluffy forelock his forelock went whoop up in the air my hair was flowing backwards and we were just like and i saw the photo um after we took it and i was like oh my goodness yes that is the cover that is the cover photo so fingers crossed it'll ends up being on the cover if not I'm gonna sound very silly being like this is gonna be the cover and then it's not so I always I never like to say too much in case anything doesn't happen because there have been a lot of things where I'm like oh this is a really cool project that I'm doing and um I've never told YouTube or told you guys or my audience and then it falls through and I'm just like oh, dang that's so sad um it's not happened and it was this really exciting thing and I want to tell everyone and now I'm gonna I can't really like tell everyone I was gonna do this really exciting thing but it didn't happen, so there's, you know, it's gonna sound like you lost the job. Even though, like, there were quite a few things that I was gonna do, and then the pandemic happened, um, and then it just didn't end up happening. Which, you know, I can't complain. There were people that lost so much worse than the pandemic, and I'm very grateful that all of my family are still here and happy and healthy. So there we go. But um, yeah, if you know what I mean, that's what I mean. I feel like also there's all there's loads of content creators that are like I have this really exciting project but I can't tell you yet which is always very annoying but um I always have a few exciting projects that I can't tell you yet but no um back to the photo shoot but yeah Duke was so well behaved he's also currently like teething at the moment um he's kind of around the age where he loses like quite a few of his baby teeth I haven't actually found any of his baby teeth yet which is quite sad I'd love to I don't know if this is a creepy thing to do like, is it creepy to keep your horse's baby teeth? Like, imagine I just have, like, I don't know, where would I put them? If I just had, like, a jar of Duke's baby teeth in my house and someone's just, like, I don't know, like, looking for something, being like, oh, like, do you have some paracetamol? I've got a headache. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's just in that drawer or whatever. Or, oh, it's just in that cupboard. And they open up the wrong thing and it's just Duke's baby teeth. How am I going to explain that? Like, obviously, if they know me, they know of horses and things. But if they're not horsey... Oh, that would be very like weird I don't know how would I feel if I went to someone's house and they had like a pet something or other and I just found their teeth I don't know I guess like do people with snake do they keep their like skins you know when they shed their skin I don't know wild there's like I don't know to be fair I think somewhere around the yard we probably still have Bruno's teeth when he lost one of his teeth so yeah, so please DM me and let me know if it's creepy to keep your horse's baby teeth or not. Um, but there we go. 
Uh, but no, Duke is teething at the moment, and um, he's very good. Like if you like lift up his lips, you can have a little look at his teethies. So um, he's very well trained in that sense. But he's like, you can see his gums are a bit red, and they're just a bit irritated, and they're obviously not very comfy. So he's in the sort of mode where he just absolutely loves chewing on everything. So when I lead him, I f- it's really awkward because I'm like Duke. Don't do that. Don't eat your lead rope. It's a very nice Lemure one. <laughs> They've sent it to us. <laughs> when you take photos with it, please do not destroy it. Um, but something that Duke does quite like is he has this toy where um, it's kind of like a ball and it has a handle. And um, he doesn't play with it unless I'm there. And I'm like, Duke, let's play with your ball. And he's like, okay, mummy. Um, and loves to like chew the handle. So I've been giving him that quite a bit. But tell you who loves that ball even more my boyfriend's dog Ruby oh my goodness so she is a Labrador she loves she's a very high energy dog that loves playing with everything everything is the most exciting thing so um when I was mucking out the other day she was just sort of poodling around the yard that kind of thing and then I was mucking out Duke's stable and she was like oh what are you doing in here and that's when she found Duke's ball oh my goodness she was in love I mean she did like I don't know if do you know what I mean when like a dog kind of squeaks um she got like a little bit frustrated because she was trying to wrap her mouth around the ball and obviously it's quite a big ball it's designed for horses not not labradors although she is a very big lap a lot of people do think she's like a boy on walks and things so um but no she loves that ball i think she's now kind of claimed it so whenever she's here she wants to play with that ball in the arena with me like forget about her frisbee which used to be her favorite thing or her other toys or like a tennis ball or anything like that no duke's ball number one best toy ever so i think i'm gonna have to get her like a a non-horsey one so she's not stealing dukes i mean it did used to be joey's actually but joey wasn't that interested in it like he likes chewing on it when i when he has the physio and things i'm just there and i'm like do you want to chew on this and he's like yes please but i don't know so i think ruby would really enjoy i mean she is the sort of dog where you give her any sort of dog toy and she will destroy it. So hopefully, maybe like a horse-proof toy might last longer. Um, but yeah, she abs- she she was just absolutely infatuated by this toy. So yeah, that was Duke as horse of the week. Um, he was just went above and beyond expectations when it came to that photo shoot. He was just so well behaved, apart from wanting to chew on his lead rope, but lead, lead rope even. But I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because. He's teething. He's cute. But it does make me think, though, do you think the horses have, like, a human of the week? I mean, I'd hope to think it was me, but um, especially, but it might not be, especially if, like, for example, Joey and Casper, if I made them do, like, a really hard, you know, flat work session and then my dad comes on and gives them extra carrots, then probably my dad might be, you know, human of the week. So that'd be interesting. I wonder if, yeah, they might they might have human of the week, actually. That's a good good thought. Um, on to the next sort of topic that I'm going to be talking about in today's podcast. I actually went to a film premiere the day I'm filming this. Yesterday it was. Um, and that's for the film by um, Bohemia Media called My Everest. Now, I've got to say, this film really, really did touch me. I really enjoyed it. So the story is of um, a guy called Max who has cerebral palsy and he climbs up to um Everest Base Camp and a lot of the journey he's actually riding on horseback and he managed to raise over £75,000 for the Riding for the Disabled Association or the RDA which is 
incredible but the story is also so much more than that you know it's also a love story it's a story about determination about what it's like to be um, a disabled person in today's society and so so much more so um, I actually did, filmed a interview with him at the um, BFI IMAX which is pretty sure it's like England's largest cinema screen it was absolutely huge I've got to say um but it was such an incredible day yesterday so I thought I would enter in um to the podcast our interview because it was really interesting hearing about Max's story um about what it was like you know to climb up Everest and why he wanted to do it as well we're here at the British Film Institute IMAX for the film My Everest. So we're here with the main man, Max himself. Hiya. Today's a very big day. So first off, thank you so much for your time. You must thank have you. lots of people asking you questions <laughs> and things. How did it feel when you woke up this morning? Obviously, today's the day of the premiere. How were you feeling? A little bit nervous, a bit excited? Yeah, yeah, very nervous. I've had kind of a butterflies in my summer cool day for sure <laughs> and how did you feel like first day of the expedition did you feel like the same sort of nervousness um no I think that was a different sort this is so this is you know the trek kind of a year and a half in the making this is five and a half years in the making so yeah so it's been a while it's been a while and I kind of uh, I'm not going to believe it's happening until it's actually happening yes <laughs> So yeah, that was five years ago. It must be really nice. Well, when we watched the film later, I haven't seen it. I've seen the um, trailer, which was awesome. So very excited for that. But it yeah. must be really nice to then like see it and like kind of relive everything. So yeah. um, obviously, I've seen the trailer. It's all about you um, expeditioning up Everest on horseback as well. So yeah. tell me a little bit more about how you came up with the idea. Was it something that you've been thinking of for a while and kind of had that dream, or did you just come up with it and was like, yes, this is what I need to do? Yeah, no. It's I, I've had this dream of kind of um, trekking up a mountain on a horse for, for kind of as long as I can remember now. Um, and, and the reason for you know, going on a horse is obviously I'm disabled, uh, I've got cerebral palsy, but I've been, I've been riding with Riding for the Disabled since I was five years old. And so what, that, what that's meant is that I've actually had, you know, got this skill, this ability that you know, not everyone else does, right? And so I always knew that if I was ever going to kind of make that dream a reality, that it would be on horseback. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, it's kind of building, building, getting home, told my friends the dream one day, and they're like, wow, Max, that's incredible. We want to make that happen. Can we make that a reality? And then you know, a year and a half later, it, it was a reality. I was on the mountain. So this is obviously a really great journey that you went on. And there's obviously the sort of cliche saying that um, when people do something like a huge expedition or trek or something huge happens in their life that they often learn something yeah. what do you think you've learned from doing this journey yes I mean I, I think the, the main lesson I learned from it was kind of before the trek I was kind of very much kind of had my identity around kind of being a, an antithesis to what society wanted me to be and kind of my, kind of as a result of the trek and kind of what, what it kind of meant for my body I, I, I really started questioning that kind of way of kind of identifying and kind of thinking about myself and kind of reevaluating why I was doing that so yeah that was my main learning lesson for sure. So Max tell me a little bit more about your riding journey you were saying yes. earlier that you were raising money for the RDA tell me more about that. Yeah no for sure so, so I've been riding with, with RDA um, since I was five years old as I said um, for kind of the vast majority of that time with, with Stratford upon Avon RDA. Um, and kind of, as you know, right, kind of um, 
like I, I started off being super supported, having this incredibly kind of over-engineered saddle, and then over time, some of those bits started to come off. I, start, I started able to kind of you know, control the horse myself, and you know, eventually, at one point, actually was able to compete in the show, level one show jumping at, 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 for the RDA, and so kind of that. And then obviously from there, I went to went to riding Everest, and so it was a uh, that was kind of the progression. <laughs> and what would you say for the people that watch this film? What is the one thing that you want people to take away after watching? I suppose it's a couple of things, right? It's um, I, I think kind of society can place these expectations on on kind of the disabled community that I you know, I'm here. This film kind of tries to challenge, uh, and I think the other thing is exactly that. Don't like kind of just define yourself how you want to define yourself and don't let other people define you that's amazing thank you so much for your time best of luck with the premiere i'm thank really you. excited to see the thanks film thanks so much we'll see you to have you thank watch you. it thanks oh, so much thank you <laughs> So I also just want to say a huge thank you again to Max for the interview. I had such an incredible time yesterday. If you would like to see the film, which I would definitely recommend, um, it's now available in cinemas or from the 15th of May, it will be available to get on different streaming platforms. So would check it out if you can. Um, also, yeah, thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I've had a lot of fun chatting to you guys. Obviously, it's been a bit sad and difficult talking about Bruno but I wanted to talk about it once we knew a little bit more once the vets had checked him over once we kind of knew what was going on and that he was going to be all right I guess because there were a few days where we were like is he gonna pull through is he gonna be all right so um he's doing a lot better now I always like to try and spin a positive on things so I added a few funny stories about the donkeys and um it was nice talking about what I've got up to this week with the horses as well and anyway I really hope you enjoyed it thank you so much for listening and I'll see you all next time bye